could, uh, we could start and we'll fill in the rabbi when he comes, if he would like. Um, so let me tell you uh, a new thing I got into recently. I thought it was really interesting and really beneficial to think about it. It was related to finding value in our relationships and the impact of that is, I guess, let me tell you the background of like what hit me is I had an interesting conversation with someone that there was, uh, there was a woman who was telling me that she really wants to uh, be more in touch with her sister. She's, uh, she's actually in her 70s, uh, as is her sister. And she said she really wants to have a relationship with her sister. But she's having a really hard time with it. And they've had a hard time with it for about 60-something years or so. So this is a long-standing uh, challenge. So uh, at some point in the conversation, I asked her, like, why do you want to have a relationship with your sister? And she told me, because it'll make my mom happy, which is actually pretty cool. They're in their 70s and their mom's still around. And so she wants to have a relationship with her sister because it makes her mom happy. So it hit me that that's not such a great recipe for success in a relationship. That, you know, I want to call you more often because mom wants me to. Like, doesn't that warm your heart? So uh, I think we discovered uh, some of the problem that uh, was going on in the relationship. And it hit me that it's probably a much more general kind of thing to think about, which is probably many of our close relationships, let's say family, friends, business associates, associates neighbors, rabbis, students, you know, whoever it is that's in our social circles that we theoretically might want to be, uh, have a relationship with, like probably might be good to analyze, like why do we want to have a relationship with them? Like we usually probably look to find some sort of value in our relationships. And the value might come from meaning, some sort of significance, a variety of different potential benefits that we might be looking for in the relationship. And maybe to try to like figure out in each of like the relationships that we have, like what are we looking for? And probably if we try to figure out what we're looking for, you know, it might have an impact on you know, maybe redirecting what we could be looking for, or maybe at least clarifying based on having it more clear to us what we're looking for, how we should pursue it, how much we should pursue it, and what way we should pursue it. Maybe to understand like why it's not working, maybe how it can work. It seems like, hey, Rabbi, welcome Finally. to our show. That's the price you pay for not knowing how to work a computer. But it has its benefits too, I hope. I've paid okay. that price as well, Rabbi. Okay. So now we're on. Okay, okay welcome. Thank you. So we just started uh, a little discussion. Let me fill you in for a second about. Okay. Uh, Thank you. So we, I was uh, telling the the cover that had an interesting discussion recently with someone who mm -hmm. was having a hard time with one of their relationships. And at some point in the conversation, it came up that I asked the woman, like, why she wants to pursue the relationship that she was pursuing. 
Mm-hmm. Like she wanted to pursue a relationship with her sister. And she said that she wants to pursue it because it would make her mother happy. So one thing that became clear to me is that probably through a, hi, Aaron, through a clarifying um, why we want to pursue a relationship that might have an impact on understanding, you know, how to go about the relationship and to try to understand you know, a lot of the different nuances of how the relationship is working out might be very much affected by what are we looking for in the relationship? Are we looking for some sort of meaning, some sort of significance, a variety of different benefits that we might be looking for in a relationship? And to try to analyze the relationship in that kind of context. Like, what are we trying to get from it? And based on what we're trying to get, can we pursue it in a more significant kind of way, in a smarter kind of way? So, yeah, are, are yes. you? Is there a question before why do we need it, and we're just we're we're jumping it, and rightfully so, or is part of the questions you'd put on the floor why do we need them? Um, my head's hurt. Can you give me one second, please? Your head is hurting, Aaron. Your come rest. Um, speaking about meaningful relationships, we have a meaningful relationship right now, but Aaron. <laughs> I'm learning Torah with some friends, so you need to let us do that, okay? Um, <laughs> our, our's not disturbing me. Oh, it only, only enhances the session. Okay, thank you. I hope you so, feel better um, real soon. Yes. Um, well, Rabioni, so you're asking, like, maybe a good thing to think about is like maybe let's say we take the close relationships that we have. Let's say someone's talking about a relationship that they have with their dad or their mom or their children. And they want to know, like they want to break it down and to try to figure out like, what am I looking for in this relationship? Like what do I, what kind of meaning, value or benefits am I trying to achieve, you know, from the benefit, from the relationship itself? So, At times, we might say to ourselves, um, you know, I don't really see much of a benefit in it. And then our conclusion would be, you know, in one direction, that we might recognize that I don't really see much of a benefit in it, and maybe that's why it's probably not going to get too far. Or maybe, let's say, as a parent, we might say to ourselves, you know, the benefit we get from our adult children is that they're going to bring uh, the little grandchildren home and it's going to make me feel good. So if we recognize that that's the value that we find in the relationship, then we might recognize, you know, the impact that that might have on, you know, the nature of how the relationship plays out over time. We might recognize that, Hey, I feel like my kids don't want to come see me so much anymore. You know, maybe, Like, why is that? Is that because they're bad kids who are not doing their job to give me nachas? Or, you know, maybe it sort of fits to some extent, or even like in a good relationship, you know, to just really try to analyze probably, like, what are we trying to gain from the relationship? What value do we find in it? And let's say it's a positive relationship, and we might be gaining something and even feeling good about it, but maybe that will distract us from looking to find um, 
Give me one second, please. Mommy went to go pick up pizza. She'll be back soon, okay? Yeah, someone needs to give Mommy something. Um, someone's here. Could you ask Morty to help you? Thank you so much. Um, maybe like that would be something that I know my mind was going in that direction very much to try to recognize even in the relationships that are positive, but maybe if my focus is on trying to achieve one aspect of the benefit from the relationship or one aspect of what I can offer to the relationship, like maybe there's so much more potential to the relationship that I'm not focusing on, you know, that really could be extremely helpful and I could be um, not focused on it and not giving what I should be giving, not receiving what I should be receiving because the extent of the relationship is really based on probably what we value from it. If what we value is something that's really only a small part of the puzzle, and really there's so many other pieces of the puzzle that are not on our minds, probably we're only gonna pursue that which is actively on our mind for, what, for the benefits that we see from the relationship. So if the benefits that we see are even a nice piece of the puzzle, but there could be so many other meaningful pieces of the puzzle you know, that could be ignored. So I thought it might be an interesting uh, you know, discussion to try to really think to ourselves maybe clarify to ourselves, let's say we take family relationships, you know, and focus on that aspect. And to try to think to ourselves, like, what are the potential aspects of the relationship that could be meaningful, that could be valuable, that could be beneficial for ourselves? And to try to see, you know, what are we focused on, maybe to encourage ourselves to continue focusing on them, and maybe what are the parts to the relationship that maybe we're not focused on and to try to value them more. And if we value them more, then we'll probably pursue them in a more significant kind of manner. What do you say? Uh, how about, say? Yeah, just on a more basic level, like, like just to begin with, like is a relationship ever more than, than a transaction of giving and taking? Meaning like at the end of the day what does it come down to in any mm -hmm. type of relationship it's really unless, unless i'm wrong but like <laughs> is it it's receiving so. and giving what yeah well, if you if you if you view it as a transaction it's not really I'm set at, up I'm in a great it. way yeah <laughs> yeah but even within transaction there could be different transactional factors like one could be mom and dad, you guys have the money that I need. So if I call you frequently enough, you'll probably right. be more likely to give me money. Or it could be transactional in a like more a emotional way. Yeah, in a more meaningful kind of kind of fashion. But really if we ask ourselves, let's say if we take a relationship, it might be easier to take a relationship that's not working out so well. And if we ask ourselves do I potentially... Oh, I, I can leave. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean, Yoni? No, it's just a joke. You said find a relationship that's not working well. That's what oh, okay. <laughs> All of ours are perfect, right? Oh. So <laughs> let's say we ask ourselves, sometimes with our relationship with our, you know, whether it's parents or people like that, if we ask ourselves, like, what kind of value do I see in the relationship? 
And very frequently, the answer is not much. Or what kind of even potential value do I see in this relationship? And unfortunately, very frequently, the answer is really not much. Or even, let's say, a sibling that we don't speak to so often. And if we ask ourselves, like, what value would we find in this relationship? And we might answer to ourselves, you know, it's nice to talk to them, but I don't know, like, I'll be very sad if something would happen to them. But, you know, on a daily basis, like, I don't really see much value in the actual relationship. It's nice to have a feeling he's my brother, she's my sister, but... You know, maybe there's a re- the reason why we don't we often don't pursue these relationships too much is because whatever value that we find in the relationship, you know, it can be achieved by speaking uh, once a year, by seeing each other at family simchas, you know, for a few minutes and catching up for ten minutes. And if we don't really find much more value to the relationship than that, maybe that's why we don't pursue it so much. It feels wrong very often, and like it'll hit us and. We'll often say the words more frequently, probably. You know, we should really be more in touch. And some of it, we're busy, and we have other things that get in our way. But some of the reason why we don't pursue it is because we really see value in having an ongoing, meaningful relationship with them. Or do we really not find so much value? You know, they don't really live so close to us always, and they don't really know so much about our direct lives and, you know, I'd rather watch football than uh, speak to uh, my sister. We don't want to say that, but often that might really be true. So the question is, is there, is that true? Is there something to do about that? Like what is the meaning, value and benefit that we really can be getting from our relationships with our siblings or parents at times or children at times. Like, I think it's, we don't want to say the words, but often our relationship with our children, you know, if they grow up and get married and like, it becomes like, you know, make sure to come to us for Pesach more often than the in-laws, the other in-laws, because that makes us feel good and send us a lot of pictures because we like seeing pictures. But uh, Rabbi Shmim, are you shaking your head because you're agreeing that unfortunately that might be the reality or are you... Um, yeah, I think I think you are touching on yeah very common um, sort of failure or lack of um, understanding or, or overlooking so to speak or taking for granted how um, really valuable and potentially meaningful we sort of get caught up in like practical benefits like I have the same thing with you know. Talmidim, quote unquote, Chaverim. I'm afraid they look at it like, well, when I need, you know, when I need my Rebbe, I'll call him and he'll be available and help me. But other than that, I have nothing to offer him. And there's no reason why he should care if I ever call him again in my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't need him, so he's fine. And like, I can't get across the message to them. No, um, you know, I am not just some kind of, uh, you know, um, non-human uh, uh, creature that is very ser- serviceable to you and happy to help you and bestow upon you all of my beneficent goodness. No, I'm a real person and we do need each other. And that interaction, discussions, 
those learnings, even if you are not needy at the moment, they are very meaningful, very valuable, very beneficial. So yeah, it's hard. Our schedules are, are, are demanding and it's very hard. And it's almost like, like uncomfortable with somebody you really have a close connection to, to have only intermittent and uh, limited contact with because but, my brother and my but, sister, I just spend you know, hours talking. I don't have it. So you sort of like don't know how to handle that situation. But what Rebbe's saying is that it, it, it goes both ways. It's reciprocal. That, everyone, right. that both people have needs that want to be involved. And when it's only one way, then it's not balanced. But, but more, more, more primarily, I'm trying to touch on the fact that it is really very good for any living being to be in touch with people that have a good, basic, fundamental respect, caring for them, interest in them, willingness to share with them and there to share with you. And that is a very, very valuable thing for the two people to share together and have with each other. Right. But, so, but since we're so commonly focused on very tangible benefits, like in like money and nachas and pictures <laughs> and kavod, that um, the real primary ingredients get somehow overlooked or forgotten or maybe never discovered, sadly. Yes, it's tricky. It's, <laughs> it's hard to uh, it's hard to really figure out how to find more value in the relationships that we have, especially especially the ones that aren't so easy, like whether it's with, uh, you know, parents, children, siblings, you know, it's just hard to uh, have, find meaning other than in those tangible kind of experiences. You know, we just, I just want to talk to you is, I just want to spend some time with you is not necessarily such an easy thing to always feel especially if there's a certain amount of stress and buildup of complications. So I, don't, so I don't know what the answers are, but I think just that recognition, the thing that was hitting me is that we're not going to find more value. We're not gonna be able to get more value from the relationships that we have, more than the value that we potentially see coming from those relationships. Like if we ask ourselves, why am I so distant? Very often the answer is because I don't see any real reason to not be so distant. Like a lot of times, you know, the more simple answer that we might be more comfortable with, and there's definitely a lot of truth to it, is I'm busy, it's hard, or there's a certain amount of stress. But like when we peel back the layers, really probably the main motor behind any relationship is the value that we find in it. And to whatever extent that we don't really find that value in the relationship, or even if we find value in one area, but if we don't find value in a more significant part of the relationship, so then generally it's gonna be hard to overcome, climb any mountains in the relationship. Rabbi Goldman? Please. Oh, shalom, welcome. Uh, hi, Rabbi Goldman. Um, so I would like to make a, a little bit of a, a split over here. Yes between there's I just want to before that I want to have a hanacha that 
Chazal tell us that relationships, friendship specifically, is giving and taking. That mm-hmm. is what makes a relationship. And therefore, from a strictly uh, Chazal angle, without any emotion, a relationship, friendship specifically, is one in which you give and you take. And, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just something to, you could say, okay, how do I have a relationship? I need to give. I also obviously will receive that we know is much more of a, what a person just naturally is what people do is they do take, mm-hmm. but the giving is also part. And it's just something that, again, just to be a robot, one could do and have a relationship. Now I want to make a split between what, what seems like you're talking about difficulties in relationships mm-hmm. is that one might have with people, whether it's a parent, an old friend, roommate, whatever, at any point in our lives, be, there's a difference between how much I want out of a relationship and how much I don't want to be with that guy. Right. I mean, there is guys who are, are who, who, who I just don't want to be anywhere near. It doesn't matter what they could give me. It doesn't matter if they're the richest guy in town and can mm-hmm. take me out to eat once a week or twice a week because they're going out anyway and they can drop the cash. I don't want to be anywhere near that guy because of whatever reason. And then mm-hmm. there could be the guy who just makes you feel like a million bucks and doesn't have two dimes, dimes to rub together, but you want to be with him because he makes you feel like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just last week was got in contact with my, my, my best friend from high school. I haven't spoken to Mustafa Tishal. He, I was not able to speak to him. I finally got WhatsApp. I was able to get in contact with him. I felt like a million dollars speaking to him. What does he have to give to me? It's to give That's me a relationship okay. that, 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 that exists for a very long time. He knows me very well and just makes me feel good talking to him because he is somebody who is appreciating, I think, who I am and I appreciate who he is. We value mm-hmm. each other as people and the give and take is not a <laughs> monetary give and take. It's a give and take of, of mutual respect, if you will, and life experiences where which we, as, as I was speaking to him about high school, which I don't like doing, is that like, I don't even have to talk to him about high school because he was, he was in the trenches with me. We, we went through the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm just, again, there's, I just want to make that split between what do I gain and what would I lose by having this relationship? And this can go into a relationship with relatives. Mm-hmm. What do I lose? I don't want to be around this relative because this relative makes me feel really bad. Mm-hmm. This relative gives me agmas nefesh because of who cares what. And, and I think that that's a very big distinction to be made because then at that point you can start thinking, okay, so right, you've been hurt and you are hurt, but how do you, re, how do you balance that out back to, again, everything is giving and taking, to how much do you balance it out between what you're actually, what else you can take and not just the hurt? What can you take to make it worth it? You know, you should go to whoever for, for, for Yomtif and get over whatever sorry you have. And and this is not just in the extreme. This would work even in the not extreme. You just your relationships. You can look at them and how much you're you are in your head, consciously or subconsciously, balancing your own hurt or your own comfort or however you want to describe it, because it's all different depending on the individual relationships. Right. I very much agree with you. I, I think one. One of the things you're saying, let's say you take that second area that you're referring to. Let's say the relationships that we find ourselves being distant, not just because we got distracted, but we find ourselves distant because we don't really see much value. And if we ask ourselves, 
do I really want to be closer to this person? And very often the answer is, uh, not really. So let's say it's a parent, a sibling, a friend, a child. One of the things that I think we should probably try to figure out how to do is to try to envision how can I find value in this relationship? Like sometimes, you know, we might need help. It might be good to speak to someone or to figure it out on our own. It might not come to our minds at first glance, or we may have given up on it. And a lot of times the question in our mind, in our mind is that theoretically I can see myself really wanting it, but there's no way that's ever going to happen. But in a way, that's a huge accomplishment. Being able to get to that place where we can envision if we can get past A, B, and C, or at least if we could have a healthier way of dealing with A, B, and C, I can see myself being so happy to now have a relationship with my sister that I haven't had in years, to now have a relationship with my parent that I haven't had in years, to now have a relationship with my friend that I haven't had in years. Like if I, the thing that's just hitting me that I thought I wanted to share is I think that that step is something that I, and I think many others probably skip. And in a way that's so much of the motor behind any relationship is let's say we're going, yeah, get together with that family for Pesach and try to get over it. The way that even if we could handle it, if we don't envision ourselves really wanting that relationship, first of all, even if we handle it, we haven't accomplished too much. And second of all, our ability to handle it is so much more likely to happen if we can see the positive benefits of, you know, if we can really reconnect in a meaningful kind of way, that would be awesome. Now, how do I do that? If we approach it much more in that kind of context, which is not easy, that first step is like the hardest step maybe, like to try to envision if I could reconnect with my parents, wouldn't that be amazing? Now, I don't see myself being able to do it or I don't see myself being able to do it in a meaningful kind of way, but, how can I envision that if I could reconnect, that would be amazing? Or even in a somewhat of a power of kind of relationship. Like, wouldn't, be, wouldn't it be really awesome if we felt really close to each other? This is my brother, this is my sister, this is my friend, my parent, my kids. Like, wouldn't that be amazing if we could really feel more connected? And if we can reach that kind of vision, if we could have that kind of feeling about the relationship, even if our follow-up question is, um, how do I do that? How do I get from where we are till, to where we might want to be? You know, that's already a shift that will um, be half the battle. Now, the first step might be really, really hard. I can't even envision wanting it, you know, but sometimes, you know, that might be true. That might not be a mountain that we could climb so easily. But sometimes it might be something that's, you know, two, three steps away from our ability to vision it, to have a good vision of what that would be like. How could I have a vision of even wanting to have like a close relationship with this person? You know, sometimes we could break it down and it could be that the only reason why we can't envision it is because we don't see it happening without being criticized and without all kinds of challenges. But sometimes we could see it from a little bit of a different perspective. If we could somehow get past that, it would be amazing. Not just I'd be, 
not just if we could get past it, we could survive together. For a but if we could get past it, that would be amazing. I would love to have a relationship with that guy again. I would love to have a relationship with that person. So I just feel like it was hit, what was hitting me is that it's, you know, you have a few different categories. You know, one category, like Rabbi Shmiman was saying before, we were theoretically we could have it, but we're distracted by certain tangible things and being able to refocus and not get caught up in the tangible things. Sometimes we get caught up by other just distractions. And that's the second kind of problem. Sometimes it's even like a good part of the relationship that we're accomplishing something in that area, but we're avoiding other areas that you know, could really be much more meaningful. And sometimes the problem is that we have a relationship where theoretically it could be positive, but we're not even thinking in those terms of, like, I wish I had a more meaningful relationship you know, with my parents. Unfortunately, they're getting older and older, and you know, I think the time might pass before we you know, connected in a meaningful kind of way. But that first question we might have is, yeah, but I don't really see that I would want a meaningful relationship with them. Why would I want that? Like I've never had it before in such a significant fashion. Is that something I can do? Can I get to that place? Or if it's a relationship that we're gonna be starting, maybe that's even more important. You know, as we're starting a new relationship, asking ourselves, what do I wanna gain from this kind of relationship? Like, is there something that I could get into, you know, that would be positive and fun and happy in a certain kind of way, but not so meaningful? Or if I'm starting a new relationship, maybe trying to develop it in a way that it's more meaningful, it's deeper, it's focused on more on the person than on the things, you know, that are more external to the person. And in a way, even before the relationship gets off to the wrong start, trying to figure out, like if we're trying to create a new relationship, whether it's with a child, a friend, a spouse, or it's just anyone, you know, if we're focused more, let's say like a Rishman situation with who is describing with a Rebbe, like what would a Rebbe be able to give over to tell me then? Could he give over a sense that my relationship with you is important? Not just, you know, the Torah that I could teach you, not just the Hashkafa that I could teach you, not just an opportunity to hack together um, in order for growth and learning, but maybe those are all part of their individual successes on their own, but they're also part of a more meaningful personal relationship that goes beyond just those experiences themselves. So even before something gets off to a specific direction, the relationship gets off, you know, starts out in a specific direction. If we think, what are, what are the benefits to this relationship? What are the meaningful aspects could the relationship? So those are, it was just a, a discussion that, you know, had come to my mind that probably has so many different ramifications. But I think in a way, the most tangible sense of it is sometimes when you feel like there's a relationship where it's like a parent, a sibling, a child, you know, someone who theoretically we would expect to want to have more closeness to, and we're asking ourselves, do I really want that? And, you know, it's sometimes striking, like, no, not so much. And, you know, it just 
in a way like highlights the significance and importance of trying to see it differently. Like, am I really able to look forward to want to have such a relationship where I can maybe work on it? I can be motivated to work on it. So I don't know, maybe a good discussion aspect in this area is, you know, in a way like, Yosef, you were bringing up before, like a relationship, it sounds wrong in a way for it to be transactional, but it does sound like that's a big part of the reality. And probably the aspects of it that are either the more meaningful transactional parts of it or the parts that are not transactional, like what exactly is that all about? Like, what are we looking for? And like, what are the benefits, you know, that we could describe? Like, let's say in a relationship that's going well in a meaningful kind of way, like what are we looking for? So maybe if we could identify that better, it might be helpful. So Rabbi, it looked like you had some thoughts before about it. Uh, I want to ask you, how much significance do you attribute to a person um, recognizing how much they have to give to another person? in this whole uh, calculation. How significant is it that I be aware what I might have to be able to give to another person in a very meaningful way? I would say both ways, meaning feeling worthy of giving and receiving. But I mean to say, is, is it important for you to identify what it is that I have to give to another person that would be really very good for them. That's, you know, you might either take for granted or not even notice or be aware of and include that in my calculation of whether I want to have a meaningful relationship. If I think that's only a matter of what can I get out of it, then, like you say, many times it may not be, I don't see so much. If I recognize I have a lot to give to that person that will be very beneficial to them, then that experience also may be something that I'll get out of it. But even notwithstanding that, I might want to be giving and, and, and helpful to somebody in a very powerful way, even if wouldn't necessarily result in my getting back or even enjoying that in and of itself, which I probably would. Is that possible at all? Um, I just make one, one or that unless may, somebody may, is like may. totally resistant and totally rejective, I would expect that any sincere interest and caring and communication of respect and love and willingness to hear about somebody's life and what's going on, if it's sincere and it's really uh, truthful, that that would be a very powerful, good thing that no person would want to turn down. I can speak for myself, but right, I would certainly hope and assume that I'm not an anomaly in that regard. I'm saying realistically, like the people that we have relationship with are, are not going to be totally lishma and like, a totally unconditional giving without them feeling good about it or having other like motivations. Oh no, I'm not trying to calculate for the other person. I'm trying to calculate for myself. 
Do I yeah, have something to give thing. to them? Can I say to them, how is your day? How are things coming along? And really care a little bit and be willing to listen as much as they're willing to share. Can I do that? So I would <clears> say it's, do much that harder, it's much harder without just totally altruistic is much harder than if there's other factors, <laughs> which there obviously also, are. If it's all true and if it's totally altruistic, then what's the point of doing it? Meaning if you're not doing it to build a relationship, that's um, because you want a relationship, you're doing it because you're trying to make the other guy feel good. Doesn't that defeat the purpose a little bit? Meaning relationships a two way street. It's not just you saying, Oh, you have a great day. And I'm saying that just because, you know, that's what I'm supposed to say. Rabbi Schmidman, you know my feelings on this subject. This is, I've had this tiny for 10 years plus already that just a fake, okay. oh, we're this just is, pretend that we care even is, though we clearly don't. It's going to be, I agree, it's going to be very difficult if your experience of it is going to be that I'm being taken advantage of and I'm a doormat. If I'm going to feel negated by the fact that I'm giving and I'm not receiving back, of course, it's not going to work. No. But if somebody, if it's somebody that's, let's take take to a child. The child is being distant and not very giving, but the parent is still caring and wanting to give and help their child. Then they have the capacity to be a one-way street, be the one to call, be the one to initiate, be the one to hopefully keep on pursuing if their cover doesn't get in the way and and not need or not make it totally on the 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 expectation that they that they will reciprocate and take care of me in my old age. But that's I think we have that ability. But, but Rebbe, but that's because the there's a reason for the that. Immediate, the immediate the factor of having a relationship with the child, a oh, parent is feeling that there has there has to be something else. I mean, <laughs> like usually people are doing things for for reasons. It's not just random. It's not like yeah, what relationship with a child is itself a relationship that you want. It's the ava shiba. Like I said, like for example, my friend who I said I spoke to on the phone. I it's not like I haven't been in touch with him over the years, but like just being in contact with somebody who I care about so much. I know cares about me is in itself as its own reward. And like a parent and a child going both directions is usually because of the relationship that exists. And it's to further that relationship. You know, it's, it's, it's not, I, 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 I think that, that I, I wanted Thanks. to say Even before. Even at the end of the day, I, like that care and that respect is still, it's still originating from, from your own, self i don't know i don't know what word to use but are you telling me that a parent originally changing his kids diapers is coming because he thinks that one day um the kid's gonna pay for his old age i'm like what are you no no but maybe like not in in maybe in a healthy way that i i i feel good that i'm taking care of someone and being a good parent in a healthy way not an unhealthy of course of course you are and as you get to respect your child more and more as your child grows and you respect the child more and more, then you get much more out of it because you get the shaptanachas of it. You're not, 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 not saying that. And you're not waking <laughs> up at night for the nachas. 
You're not waking up at night for the feel good. I'm not saying that. I agree. I don't think that you do so that either. either. I, it's say the relationship it itself. So say what it is. What is relationship? The relationship parents? itself. It's the relationship itself. At a point that, that you have a relationship that, that you care about the other person and your life revolves around the other person and, and, and you have interest in, in the other person's doing well or if he's not in a good place that you, you're concerned about it. And this uh, is, I'm this asking is if relationships that relationships are a total, a total one one way, I guess type of giving. Without it, at the end of the day, I, I I would think even in a healthy relationship, it's still coming back to you. You can't make it one way from you. You can never be successful. You can never have what you really want to have unless you can totally give it up. Because then the right. person will always feel, I have to give back, and they'll be pressured, and they will never be able to be giving to you, because they will always feel that you're expecting them to pay them back, to pay you back. But if you can give to them, right. not, 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 in a, not in a sacrificial way, not in a martyrdom. No. I'm not saying you have to like sacrifice your life and mabish, like give yourself up totally like a kiddush Hashem. But if you, can, if you cannot do that, you cannot give to them unconditionally, you can never have what you want. Uh, so I, I'm saying it's never really, it's never really unconditional. That I don't think that exists. To the degree, to the degree that is conditional, to the degree that is conditional, is the degree that you will suffer the loss of what you want. <laughs> as much as you make it conditional, is how much you'll be limited. As much as you can make it unconditional, is how much you'll gain. <laughs> Rabbi, but that's where we're up to in life, you know, where we're not necessarily up to the unconditional, but we have to climb that mountain, and you would encourage us to do so one step at a time, right? Largely, not, not only because of the great moral value and the great spiritual value right. of it, but also, even from the practical sense, that we are only in control of our well. part. I cannot control mm -hmm. somebody else to give back to me. And again, it doesn't work as well when I'm trying to do that. So mm -hmm. what I can control is what I can give to them, which is you're not you're not trying to do that. It's a mitzvah. It's there. It, mm -hmm. it, you're not trying to do anything. There's no. It's not a manipulation. That's what I'm saying. It's a healthy. It's a healthy thing. It's not a manipulation that you that I need to get back from you. It's I also I feel good about it that I am helping you about myself. Okay, that's good. That's that's terrific. All right, that's um, fine. Could we could we wrap up with two two takeaways that I think might be helpful? Like one is even in challenging relate, you know, to talk about like the two kinds of relationships. Obviously, there are many more, but the relationships that are difficult, but they're with people who are theoretically people who we might want to be close to. So I think it's very, very helpful to try to have a picture of if we could get to, if we could ever somehow get to that stage, how would I enjoy this relationship? You know, including with what Rabbi Shmiman is saying, what could I offer? And maybe to sometimes appreciate the benefits of that and what could I receive from the relationship in a way where if we can envision something that sir, we could get there, that would be awesome. Having that pick, trying to get to that place where we have that picture of, I really would want that and enjoy it for all the benefits of my giving and receiving and having that relationship. 
trying to create that picture in our mind and then having the question of, okay, but how do I do it is a very, very big step toward the goal. So to try to not jump to the step of how do I get there, rather to try to first really try to create that mindset of if I could get there, that would be something I would really appreciate, you know, is something that would be amazing. And second of all, I think even in the good relationships, especially based on the conversation that we were just having about how, especially when kids are young, you know, there are certain natural kind of tendencies that we like to, that we can find ourselves enjoying, or even within a marriage, sometimes the beginning of a relationship has a lot of things that naturally come to us where we can enjoy the relationship, we can enjoy the interactions with each other without really developing more of a sense of a deeper kind of meaningful relationship. You know, where in a way that can be a very big distraction. Like the kids are cute, we enjoy taking care of them. There's a lot of good things to focus on, which are coming, you know, somewhat selfish, somewhat uh, coming from good things. Wherever it's coming from, it's something that can be very, very distracting. And especially a lot of our responsibilities to take care of them, where we're doing a lot for the relationship without really needing to focus on the relationship itself. And sometimes, you know, by the time that we open our eyes to thinking, like, hey, they're 16 and I don't really have a relationship with them anymore because I'm not changing their diapers, I'm not in charge of homeworks, I'm not in charge of, you know, all the good things that we were doing to try to take care of them can really be a very big distraction from developing a, a meaningful relationship outside of just being the caretaker. And so, or it could be in a marriage where so much of the relationship, you know, sometimes is focused on, you know, the fun, excitement in the beginning, or taking care of each other in very practical kind of senses. It's very easy to be distracted from not really focusing on trying to create a meaningful kind of relationship that's outside of those parameters. That is meaningful in a way, but, you know, so, so just putting it into our mindset of, can I envision creating a more meaningful kind of relationship either from the start or to try to recreate something that sometimes we can't even imagine at first glance. Like, would I like that? Would I enjoy that? But I feel like the way we would approach the challenges in the relationship is so, 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 so different if we can envision a picture of if I could somehow reconnect with my child in a meaningful kind of way, that would be so awesome. If I could somehow reconnect. Right. You have to know what to do. Yeah, no, saying that, that I'm finished sure, doing diapers and homework. Now what do I do with, with them? I have to know what to do with them. Yeah, so for sure. I think that's the second, but I think it's so important for that to be step two. If step one is having a vision of it being something that I would want to do, I would want to have more of a relationship with this person. And if I could do that, that would be amazing. Then having a question but how in the world do I do it? How do I create that? It's such a different picture. It's such a different project. If we have something we can envision as a goal that we could find value in, it would be such a, it's so much more helpful to then try to achieve the goal. First of all, we're more motivated. Second of all, by definition, you know, if we're going to ever have a conversation, I would love to have a relationship with you. How are we going to get 
but there's a certain challenge in the way, and I want to talk to you about that. It's very different than mommy wants me to speak to you and to have a relationship with you, my dear sister, and how are we going to get past the fact that you're annoying and critical? It's very different than I would cherish a relationship that was close to you. You know, if I was able to be close to you, that would be amazing. I find it hard to pursue the relationship because you're sometimes critical of me when we talk about many, many different things. It's like if she could get a sense of, he really wants a relationship with me. She really wants a relationship with me. She would cherish and value my closeness or a son talking to a mother or a father. Mom, I would love to be closer to you. I find it difficult because of A, B, and C. It's so different than Mom, you're annoying me to call you more often. It's hard for me to call you more often when you criticize me. That message doesn't come across in the same kind of way. So both for ourselves and for the other person, there's so many ways where once we could get to step one in a meaningful kind of way, where we could really envision in a true way that, Mom, I really can see the value of having a much closer relationship with you. But... I need to figure out how to get past A, B, and C. It's, it's just so much more helpful for ourselves and for the other person. So, I don't know. These were just thoughts that became a little bit more on my mind, you know, based on certain triggers. And if we can uh, think about it and how it's relevant to ourselves and our current relationships, our future relationships, I feel like we could find much more value in our relationships and that could lead to much more meaningful and productive relationships in the future. So those are some of my thoughts. And uh, I think it's good for all of us to think about it and share our ideas with each other. And it's so meaningful that you guys join together with me. <laughs> I find value and significance. All right. We're looking forward um, to the next session on this topic. <laughs> okay, thanks for uh, joining. I really appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. Hatzlacha, Rabbi. Everything should be great. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a good night. Yes, okay. Have a good night.